Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Hardison. Today, we continue our 32 for 32 series with a look at the Arizona Cardinals, a team that many were positioning to be a legit contender in year two with Kyler Murray. Started off hot. I mean, 2-0, and they go and they have the Hail Mary against the Bills, 6-3. and Things are looking good. Three straight losses and even a pair of NFC East wins and a banged-up Kyler Murray. Couldn't quite get them over the pump, over the hump, excuse me. Future remains bright, though, with Kyler, with Hopkins, with plenty of defensive assets. Chandler Jones coming back, but do have a few holes they'll need to fill ahead of next season i have a very special on a very special guest on today to help me figure out what those holes are he's been covering the cardinals for 21 seasons you can find his work at azcardinals.com that's darren urban who you can follow on twitter at card shatter darren thanks for the time and happy offseason man how you doing Things are good. And like I said, you know, things good, good position for the Cardinals as well, but obviously could get a little bit better. And we're going to talk about that now. As usual, we'll be going through our three team needs, get Darren's thoughts on a gut feel around, then we'll end things with a bold claim. So without further ado, Darren, what are your three team needs for the Cardinals ahead of the 2021 offseason? I would say, in, in no particular order at this point, uh, I, I think they're going to need to find a cornerback. Uh, there's a lot of questions over whether Patrick Peterson will return or not. Uh, and that's important. But even if he did, uh, it is a position that I think they need to get younger at and, and build some, some quality depth there. So I think cornerback is something that they need. I think they need a wide receiver. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is obviously uh, an impressive specimen. Um, and he was everything that they could have bargained for when they traded for him. But I, I think they need another weapon, another pass catching weapon in it. And, and it might not be a wide receiver. I guess it could be a high-level tight end, perhaps, um, although those are a little harder to come by. And I, I think they need another target for Kyler Murray to find. And then I, I suppose third right now um, might be a tie. I mean, I just think uh, upgrading your offensive and or defensive lines. Um, defensive line especially, um, they, they had the rock, Corey Peters, uh, get injured and he was in the last year of his contract so we don't know what his future might be Jordan Phillips was hurt a lot last year he was their big free agent signing and, and there's just a lot of questions over what they have on the defensive line and even the offensive line I think for the most part was okay uh, I don't think it was bad um, but I, you know you're always looking to potentially upgrade and, and see where you could find and, and you know part of that might already be internal they got Josh Jones the uh, third round pick last year that hopefully can slide into right to echo, but we'll see. Um, and, and we'll see where they, what they might be able to do on the interior. Always makes sense to invest on, at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, and particularly uh, with that pass rush. Because, man, last year, they ranked, the Cardinals ranked ninth in pressure rate, which is, of course, you know, top 10. You'll take that any, any day of the week. But had the blitz at the league's second highest rate to do so. So, hey, getting Chandler Jones back is going to help. But, you know, just looking at the time of things, you know, father age, uh, father time is, uh, you know, uh, undefeated and all that. And Chandler Jones will be turning 31 here later this month as we record this in February. You know, but with Reddick and Golden, like, it just seems like we need to put more resources in this pass rush to try to help out to your point what's become an aging secondary well part of the problem with the pass rush is you know the other guys you're mentioning i mean both reddick and golden are free agents at this point and you don't know what kind of market hassan reddick might uh develop for himself given his big season will some team kind of want to want to wander in and make a big uh big splash with him um, obviously he's only done it the one year. He's barely been an outside pass rusher. Most of his career, he's been on the inside most of the time. And, but he's, he got double digit sacks and he's what, 26 years old. I mean, he's right in that sweet spot of what a lot of teams like to find. 
hundred percent. And then moving on to the secondary a little bit. I mean, look, Buda Baker, we know he's an absolute stud and he's going to be there for a long time. Patrick Peterson though, is now we're getting reports that it sounds like, uh, you know, haven't had any contract talks with the Cardinals, you know, his play has slipped a little bit in recent years. I've obviously had the PED suspension here, not that long ago. Do you expect Peterson's time in Arizona to come to an end here in this off season? I don't think it's a lock. Uh, but I think it's, you know, I think it, with a lot of these, you know, veteran guys, especially this offseason with a cap dropping like it's going to, I think there's going to have to be compromise on both sides if that's what you want to get done. I, I, I think Patrick would like to actually reach the market and, and see what is out there. Um, but I think he's one of those guys that might give the Cardinals last chance to like match anything he might be able to get because gotcha. I do think he'd like to stay. Um, so it's just a question of what that market might be. And I'm sure the Cardinals have a number of where they're comfortable with Patrick and, you know, will there be at least one team that's willing to, to sweep him off his feet? We'll have to see. Yeah. And look, when I say his play has dropped off, you always got to give guys like Peterson a little more respect when they're continuously being asked to follow the other team's number one wide receiver, hard job that a lesser cornerback, lesser cornerback wouldn't get in the first place. So even though, you know, we see him getting burned a little bit more than uh, we did in the past days by some of these other number one wide receivers, still anyone's idea of a good cornerback for sure. Want to move on now to the gut feel round and talk about some workload related 2021 questions. Again, we're recording this on February 10th. Darren is not Nostradamus, but we'll get his best impression as things stand in this moment of time. I wanted to kind of round out things with uh, looking at the wide receiver room because, yeah, I mean, look, no one's complaining about DeAndre Hopkins. No one will ever complain about that guy. But beyond him, with Larry Fitz now out of town, Christian Kirk has been good, not great. It does seem like adding at least one, if not two, wide receivers to the room would be a good move. Now, do you think that's more just to try to get better and make things even easier for Kyler, or is it more of a reality that Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella haven't lived up to what the organization was hoping for? Well, I mean, I, I think it's a little of both. And, and, before we get, I mean, you mentioned Larry Fitz moved on. We don't, as we're recording this, we don't know that Larry Fitzgerald is going to retire yet. He could, um, but even if he came back, uh, it's a position they need to address. I, I think right now, um, Andy Isabella, for sure, and Christian Kirk, to a certain extent, have not given them what they were hoping for overall, especially for a pair of second round picks. Uh, and it's been an issue. And I, and I do think they need another dynamic playmaker in the passing game besides DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you could argue that their second best skill guy last year was Chase Edmonds, and that's not a bad second guy. I think Chase Edmonds gave their offense a lot last year, um, but obviously you'd like a guy who's in there more often, um, and we can talk about running back and what they're going to do in the run game uh, as a separate topic, but I, I just think they need a pass catcher. Dan Arnold has developed a little bit as a tight end, uh, but he's not quite to the level where they'd want him to be, certainly not as consistent. Uh, and you need somebody that's going to hopefully take some pressure off Hopkins or a guy that if, they, if the other team decides they're just going to bracket DeAndre Hopkins all day, that he can make you pay in one-on-one -on -one coverage. Yeah, I think that's been the problem. Like Kirk and even Isabella to a lesser extent have flashed at certain times, but things should be a lot more easier than they have been when you have a guy like Hopkins on the other side taking away all that attention. So... We're going to take a quick break to pay some bills. PFF and Sunday Night Football's Chris Collinsworth is teaming up with one of the best players on and off the field, 49ers All-Pro cornerback Richard Sherman. The Chris Collinsworth podcast featuring Richard Sherman is available now wherever you find your podcasts. They'll provide the most interesting football conversations in sports every single week, and sometimes that means the discussion will venture off the field too. Additionally, Chris will be taking a dive into the game of football as he sees it, inviting in the best and brightest to talk about everything that is happening in the great game of football. Mark your calendars. You do not want to miss the best 
best 60 minutes of insight this season. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or an in Indiana. 1-800-9 with it in Virginia call 888-532-3500 yeah I mean with this wide receiver class in the draft and honestly free agency as well hopefully the Cardinals are going to be heavily involved I've been uh, penciling in Chris Godwin as someone that I would love to see go there I don't know if Tim Bay is even going to let him get out but I just think you know in this screen heavy offense and the things we're able to do after the catch Godwin could fit in there perfect I want to bring back to what you're talking about with Chase Edmonds because yeah he looked great last season and them just you know finding a way design him touches as a receiver he consistently made the most out of those only had one game uh, without Kenyon Drake in the full but now Drake is a free agent you know they transition tagged him last year do you expect Drake to be back in 2021 or could this be Chase Edmonds backfield sooner rather than later I I think those are two separate questions um you know I I think there's obviously still a chance Drake comes back but you know Kenyon is looking for his one big deal and he was hoping to get it last offseason he didn't get it because of the transition tag he's still hoping to get that I just don't know with the with the landscape that we have with running backs in the NFL these days, especially with a, um, a running back with four or five years in, if, if that's going to be there, unless your name is Derrick Henry. Um, and this team certainly after the David Johnson situation is, is not going to pay a ton of money on a second contract for a running back. So he's not going to get that money here. The question again, like Patrick Peterson, and again, in the landscape of salary cap dropping to maybe $180 million a team, you know, will he see what he gets will he see what he wants out there will would he come back all things being equal you know I think those are the things that still have to play out you know I think Chase Edmonds quite frankly is in a perfect situation for him right now could I think could I see him getting more touches a few more touches per game and having him still be very effective yes I don't know if he's the guy that you want to be giving 20 carries to again uh, you know every week um, because I think the times you have done that, it, it limits his effectiveness. And I think he's better off in the 10 to 15 touch range uh, where he can be explosive. Yeah, I, I know I kind of j- jumbled those two questions for you. So my apologies there. But no. with that in mind now, so uh, yes, they want Drake. They want Peterson back at an affordable price tag. Let's say that's not realistic. Let's say Drake does take his talents elsewhere. It seems like what you're saying then is that Edmonds, while he might be the lead back, it could be Eno Benjamin or it could be someone else making this a bit more of a two-back committee than what we might have seen otherwise. I, I would think so. I mean, it, it kind of evolved that way this year anyways with using Edmonds the way they did. Um I just, I think this is a team with all due respect to Kenyon Drake to maybe have a little bit more muscle to go with the chase Edmonds uh, that might be a little bit more realistic between the tackles on a more often basis, especially if you get into tight situations, third and fourth and one or down near the goal line where it makes a little bit more sense. I mean, Drake did a nice job, especially on the goal line. He had double figure touchdowns. um, But I do think that they could benefit a little bit from a, a bigger beefier back. 
Yeah, it's, it's funny. Over in fantasy land, I mean, Kenyon Drake was someone that was just super highly touted before the season, and then he gets hurt briefly. Everyone's expecting Edmonds to come and take this featured role. And, you know, both guys, they, they weren't bad by any stretch, but it was more Kyler Murray. Just every time they got inside a 10-yard line, a lot of times it'd be he himself taking off or throwing the ball. Not really the most fantasy-friendly guy for running backs, but obviously Kyler was putting up stupid production, particularly on the ground. It just got me thinking, because after Lamar Jackson had his MVP 2019 campaign, both he and the Ravens in the following offseason we're saying you know we don't want to make this a habit of running around that much uh, and moving forward we did see that the case last year now I know Kyler does a great job of you know keeping himself safe he doesn't expose himself to a lot of unnecessary hits and stuff but do you think that's going to be uh, more of I guess area of focus in 2021 and beyond to maybe not run around quite so much because we did see in the second half of the season that when Kyler is playing at less than 100 percent it's hard for this offense to really meet their potential well, here's the problem with the, the conversation about him playing at less than 100%. The reason the offense wasn't hitting its potential, in my opinion, when he was less than 100% was it took the ability for him to run around away. And they were a better team when he is part of the run game. Um, so it's a very fine line you're walking. You're right. I think they're hurt when he's when he's banged up. But but if, if he's banged, if the reason he's banged up is because he's running, but if he's banged up and he can't run, you're not as good. That's, that's a severe catch 22, right? Now. Yeah. And, and that's part of the thing that they've got to figure out. I do think he does an excellent job uh, for the most part, protecting himself. And in fact, um, he acknowledged that the, where he got hurt uh, wasn't necessarily um, the big hit in Seattle, but was the play uh, a play earlier in the week or the previous week against Miami where he was trying to get to a first down and he just got met hard uh, right at the sticks uh, by a Miami defender. And that kind of was the big problem. And that, again, those things, it's football. He's going to get hit sometimes. And those are the things you, you got to deal with. I mean, when you look at Kyler Murray's season overall, um, most teams would kill for a quarterback with that kind of production, both through the air and on the ground. And, and I just think they need to find a way to be more consistent. I do agree that he needs to be a little bit more comfortable within the pocket the best he can. I don't know if the height makes a difference, um, but their mid-range passing game struggle. I mean, they're, they, they take some deep shots, and it seems like a lot of other stuff is very vertical or horizontal to the line of scrimmage. And, and it would be nice to be able to, again, maybe if you get a tight end or something like that, uh, to, to get that mid-range 8- to 12-yard kind of pass a, a little bit more in the playbook. It really is a uh, catch-22, as you said, because you don't want to take away that playmaking instinct that has made Kyler already one of the more electrifying players in the league. Obviously, you want him to be as healthy as you can possibly uh, maintain, though, with that. Last point before we get your bold take, you mentioned this here at the end of your answer about the tight end position. I mean, Dan Arnold, it seemed like every time they threw him the ball last year, good things happened. Now, I know he's kind of called a tight end. He's almost, you know, shaped more of like a wide receiver, as tall and kind of lanky as he is. But, you know, with him being a, a, a free agent right now, do you think Arnold is back in the Cardinals 2021 plans and could we see his role uh, be enhanced or is he always going to be a little bit more of kind of a situational player just because of the way he's built? I think they'd like for him to be more of the offense and I do think there's there's a good chance he returns. Nice. I don't know if there's a giant market for Dan Arnold and I think he knows that he's in a good situation here with a coaching staff that believes in him. Um but there are things he needs to improve on. There was one game in particular later in the season where he really struggled. And I, I think the consistency needs to be there. But 
again, I think he fits well. I think he's a nice red zone target when you get close uh, because there is that jump ball potential that he's really good at. So um, I think he can continue to advance and progress in this role. But, you know, again, it's, it's so hard to tell um, from year to year what's going to happen. Could he have hit a ceiling? I suppose that's possible. But I, I'm sure the Cardinals are hoping otherwise. Yeah, hopefully he can get a legit offseason, unlike that, you know, mess we had to deal with in 2020 going into the year. Darren, awesome stuff. Before you get out of here, can you give us a bold offseason take, whether it's related to the draft, uh, you know, free agency, maybe even just production for next season? Uh, a bold offseason take. That's a tough one. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go on on a limb. I don't know who the pass catcher is going to be, but I'm going to make the prediction that this team will have two 1,000 yard receivers next year. I, I I think they've got a long way to go to be able to get there, and they're going to have to make some tweaks. But I, I think they're going to get somebody in here that's worthy of that to join DeAndre Hopkins in that role. I, I think that's a, a real possibility. So someone not on the roster right now will also get a thousand yards. I I. If I had to make a guess right now, I would say someone not on the roster. Okay. I guess I, I won't completely rule out Christian Kirk. He's yeah. going into a giant season for him personally, and he knows he's going to have to step up. But uh, if it wasn't Kirk, I would say it would be somebody off the roster. Great stuff. And, yeah, it's, it's not illegal for these players to get better as time goes on. And as we did uh, talk about before, Kirk and, to a lesser extent, Andy Isabella have flashed. Hopefully, you know, as they go into their, I believe, fourth and uh, third season in the league, respectively, we can get more consistency out of them. Fantastic stuff, Darren. Make sure you follow Darren on Twitter, everybody, at Cards Chatter. Uh, you will let people know where they can read your work and find you throughout the offseason? It's just at azcardinals.com. I'll be uh, there again, as I am every year. <laughs> Again, that's been 21 straight years for Darren Irvin. I have not been on the planet for all that much longer than that. So this man truly knows his Arizona Cardinals football. And again, that's at Cards Chatter on Twitter. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. He's Darren. I mean, until next time, take care, everybody. 